0: ephesians five that 's where we 're going to be this morning. I got a little bit of work to do before we get to the text this morning. Uh, I want to make you aware of something that you 're probably aware of or should be because it 's been this way for a really long time here. There are cards around you, maybe not one on every every chair, but around you uh, that are information cards. If you want to communicate anything to the elders. Um, use that card. If you want uh, a prayer request to be prayed over by the elders, use that card. I want to tell you that now as we lead into the message this morning so that you will be aware of that around you, and this is a, a way for you to communicate with us. Um, so so just be, be aware of that. That's the purpose of those cards. It's not just a, a menial task for us to put those on the chairs every week so that you'll not sit on them or something. They're They're therefore a, a very specific purpose. Um, now, the message this morning, Ephesians 5. We're in the middle, we're in week two of a three-week series on marriage, and I don't know that I will Paul doesn't even speak in the verses we're talking about in marriage. Ephesians five, twenty-two, and beyond is Paul's stuff on marriage. This morning we're talking about Ephesians five, fifteen through twenty-one. So Paul doesn't even address marriage here. But what we're going to talk about this morning is vital to what happens when he starts talking about marriage in the next verse. But for us, for our purposes today, we're going to just push that out of our minds. So I know that there are some single people that are in the room this morning. Uh, this message is for all of us. In fact, this message shapes every relationship that we have. Who in here has a relationship this morning? A relationship. A relationship. A single relationship, at least. Okay. This message is for all of those who are raising their hands and all of those who are lying because they should have raised their hands. And I can't tell you, I, I was talking during a prayer time earlier this morning, I, I was talking about how excited I am about being able to share what God has shared with me this week. But more than that, more than just me being excited about it, it is absolutely vital for us to come to grips with, and, and it, it has to change who we are. I love the, the bridge in the song we just sang, Jeff, my heart will sing no other name, Jesus, Jesus. And that rings, and it's, you know, poetic, and it, it fits in the bridge of that song, but the truth of the matter is, my heart will sing no other name, Jesus. And my heart will sing, I'm affected by nothing like I'm affected by Christ. And that's the, the point of, of where we're going this morning. So excited to, to get into this. So let's, let's get into it. Last week, we talked about Genesis 1 through 3, laying the foundation for marriage and what it was about. And we talked about we have this, this God-placed longing inside of our hearts to get back to the point where we were naked and unashamed before God and before each other. So that was sort of the the foundation for marriage. And more than that, the foundation for relationships between us and God and between us and each other. There is a longing inside of each and every one of us to be naked and unashamed before each other. We, We talked about how from the age of five or before, we've connected with this desperate thing for someone to just know us and know everything about us. And be completely comfortable with that. Be completely accepted in that. A vulnerability with our openness. we were longing for that. And God placed that in us. But sin came into the world and created this obstacle that places fear and shame and hardship and difficulty. And the desire for us to put on all kinds of clothes. And, and that's the, at the, the heart of, of our struggle. Of, our, of, of the human condition. As we want to get back to naked and ashamed, but because of sin, there are obstacles between us and naked and unashamed. And it's, it's really important for us to connect with that always, to have that notion in our minds and in our hearts all the time. As we injure people and people injure us, and we encounter a world that's injured because we have this longing to get to some place that we can't get here on this planet because of the effect of sin. So this morning, we're talking about Ephesians 5, 15 through 21, and our roles and all these things. And, and we're going to talk about two things. One, for the most part, is, is to live in the Spirit. What does that mean, to live in the Spirit? And two, the effect of that is this Greek word, hupotasso, up here. Marriage part two, live by the Spirit, hupotasso. We'll get to, to that in a bit. But if you're thinking about getting a tattoo, get... The Greek word like right here or something. And then people ask you about it and you'll get to tell them what it means. So pay attention so you can tell people what your tattoo means. Because you'll feel really dumb if you don't, I don't know, it just says hupotasso. Um So what does it mean, first of all, to live by the Spirit? Um, we'll talk about that, but there's some really practical things that we won't get into this morning. But I want to give you guys two books. Uh, this is where I get really excited when people take out a pen and a paper. A couple of people have shown me their pens and their phones. There's two books, two great books to help us to understand what it means to live by the Spirit and in real practical ways. A lot of times people say, okay, you say live by the Spirit. What does that mean? What does that look like? Here's two books that, that lead there. Uh, a book by Donald Whitney called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, um, Amazing book, and it just helps us to understand how to practice living by the Spirit. And then the second one is Richard Foster's book, The Celebration of Discipline. Two books um, that I believe every Christian should own. Really important books for us to connect with, with what it means, to li- how to actually do that. How to live by the Spirit. So this morning, I, I want to look at, at really kind of two segments. One, we're going to get a, a big picture of these verses, and, and the, the steps that they're taking for us, and then two, dig into each particular verse uh, in depth. So um, this will, will kind of provide sort of a, each verse is dependent upon the one before it. So to to get this big picture for us, it's going to help us to understand what that looks like and, 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 and how that helps us. So Ephesians 5, starting in verse 15. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Intentional pause. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Before we go on, let me... Give you some more context about what Ephesians 5 is about. Paul, the book of Ephesians is really Paul's gift to the church. The church is not very old. Christ has just gone back to heaven and the church is beginning to, to operate. And this is Paul's book written to the church, a particular church in a city called Ephesus, but but it's to that church on how to be a church. Okay. So how to live in a Christian culture in a community. Chapters 1 and 2, he spends time talking about who you are in Christ. Once Christ has come into you, this is what happens to your heart. Talk, verse, the whole chapter 1 is about spiritual blessings that are yours in Christ. Chapter 2 talks about what actually happened to you. It's the gospel. The first 10 verses are beautiful. It's the gospel in 10 verses, 2, 1 through 10. Then 3 and 4, he's talking about how to live and operate in a church church. Unity, church unity is is big there. Church leadership is big in three and four. And then in five and six, he begins to talk about, okay, here's how we practically do this. So for us here, in the context is Paul talking to us about how to be the church, and he's, how do we practically do this? So, very intentionally, let's go back to verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, because of that, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the central verse in the passage, not just in what we'll talk about this morning, but all of Ephesians. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. My prayer is that you would, your pillow, you would hit the pillow tonight, your head would hit the pillow tonight with that Ringing in your head. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I want to pray. God, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray for the power of that verse to explode our minds, God. Lord, would you change us? Would you allow that to ring in our minds, not just for the next few minutes that we're together, Father, but for a lifetime, submitting to one another out of reverence for your Son. It's in his name that I pray. Amen. Um, Throw up that bookcase image up there, Ben. Um, Imagine... A bookcase whose name is Evil Days. All right, the name of that bookcase is Evil Days. By the way, that is in the Fluorescent Valley Library. The Evil Days bookcase is in the Fluorescent Valley Library. Okay, the bookcase is named Evil Days, and the book end. That you see, there's along the, the left side there, they're like, uh, like a turquoise green, bluish thing. You see them there? Um, the bookend is named the Spirit of God. Okay? And without the bookend, all the books fall down. The books cannot stand on their own. You pull that book out, the books are going to fall. And they're pressed up against each other because of the bookend. They stand up straight and tall. That's the image of what we just read. Evil days, us. We're living in evil days. We are the books. Without the bookend of the Spirit of God, we don't stand. We fall down. We are susceptible to the evil days. You follow that? It's a very simple picture, but it's very important for us to connect with. That this living by the Spirit, this Spirit of God inside of us, helps us to live lives standing up straight and tall. Helps us to get to the point where we submit to one another out of reverence for God. So, the context of these verses is, one, how to be in a world whose days are evil. All right, we connecting with that. The context, what this is telling us, is how to be in a world whose days are evil. The command for us, very simple. Here we're big picture here. Very simple is to be connected to the Spirit. How are you connected to the Spirit? Those books that I mentioned will help you with that. But simply, read Scripture, pray, study Scripture. Read big chunks of Scripture. Memorize Scripture. Be involved in community. Meditate. Meditate on words. When, you're, when we're done this morning, I, I hope that you go meditate on the word hupataso. These are connected to the Spirit. Live in community. Pray. Study Scripture. Read. Listen to sermons. All those things are how we live by the Spirit. Fast. Another great one. And these books that I gave you kind of help in those things. So, how to be in the world whose days are evil, be connected to the Spirit. And the result of being connected to the Spirit are the things that he lists there. In verse 19, he says, we have a joy of heart that makes up, that is evident in our makeup. Let me read verse 19 for you. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, Singing and making melody to the Lord. A result of being connected by the Spirit in evil days. So we just walk around with these joyous things. The stuff that's coming out of us are joyous things. And we'll look at what each one of those things mean. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart. We'll look at those things when we look at this more specifically. But for now, we're trying to get this big picture. result of being connected to the Spirit is this idea of a joy of heart that makes it evident. You see it in my persona. You probably know that somebody's jumping into your mind, somebody who is this person. They're just, there's just a sense of joy in them, even when things are hard. There's a sense of joy in them. Second is a life of thankfulness to God. Verse 20 giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always and for everything. That means always and everything. And I hope your mind is going to even maybe bad things. Giving thanks to God for those things. Always for everything. Result of being connected to the Spirit in a time where the days are evil. You're starting to see the the big picture of this. This is us. How to live in a world whose days are evil, connected to the Spirit. We wind up with joy in our lives. We wind up worshipful. Everything we're thankful to God. Then, verse 21 shows us submission to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This word this word, and this verse is the hinge for us. This morning. It's the thing that swings the door. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Let's go back and and dig these verses out. That's the big picture. Now let's go in closely to each particular verse or verses 15 through 17. A really simply Paul's exhortation to his reader to pay careful attention to what he's about to say. The days are evil, and you need to make the most of your time. Do I really need to spend time talking about? the fact that, that we live in evil days. I left my house this morning excited after a great prayer time last night, and, and I, I read to my wife as we fell asleep, and I was just connected to to praying for her, and it was just a beautiful time of falling asleep. I fell asleep connected to the Spirit. Wake up this morning all excited about things, and just like life happens, breakfast and showers with the kids and having to give them here, and they all rode here with me this morning, and I was angry and frustrated and I turned to Cooper and yelled at him and said I'm frustrated because of you and then I'm just the days are evil because we are evil people living in evil times with evil people do do we need to connect with that can we proceed with that as a given that we live in evil times or evil people thank you for the couple of nods there so that's Pay attention, because we're living in a world whose days are evil. Verse 18, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. I want to say several things about this verse. First of all, this word, be filled, is, is one Greek word in the perfect present tense. Perfect present tense just means this, now and forever. That's perfect present tense. The perfect tense is it's daytime right now, but or the present tense that it's daytime right now, but there's, the sun's going to go down and it's going to be nighttime. The perfect present tense is it's always true of us. You see the difference there? Be filled with the Spirit is in perfect present tense. The sun's going to go down, so that's the present tense, but the perfect present tense would be if the sun never went down. Okay? That's what this is telling us here. Be filled with the Spirit with the spirit always because the days are evil it's too important not to be filled with the spirit perfect present more than that he says why does he say at the beginning of of be filled with the spirit why does he say don't get drunk with wine it seems a little bit out of context he's trying to talk to us about how to be in a world don't get drunk with wine why is there no why there no other commands of things not to do Ultimately, here's what what I believe, and I've I've studied the language here, is is this. What do people get drunk for in 2012? Because they think it makes them happier, or you, you can enjoy your present situation that way, or you're running from pain or difficulty, you're trying to drink your trouble away, or you're trying to just hide or mask something about you, like I've, I've looked inside of my own heart and I hate it and so I don't want to have to deal with it so I'm going to get wasted. That's, that's where he's going here. Instead of medicating yourself or manufacturing your own joy, live by the Spirit. The things that we need to seek the Lord for don't seek world things for don't seek the created seek the creator for the longings of our heart you, you you connect with that so many times when life brings misery to us run to the lord when we see in of us something that we hate and we want to get rid of and we don't want to have to deal with run to the lord when we want to have intense pleasure Run to the Lord. That's this verse. Don't get drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Don't seek your joy, your peace, your pain tolerance in anything but the Lord. It's beautiful. And massive for us. Be filled with the Spirit. And that brings us to verse 19, 20, and 21, which brings about specific things that are true of us when we are filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, there is a joy of heart that expresses itself with happiness or joy. Verse 19, let's read it again. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. A psalm here, this Greek word that's translated as psalm, is just the striking of a musical chord. Okay? If I grabbed Jeff's guitar and I put my fingers in places and started strumming, it would hurt your ears. If Jeff came and grabbed his guitar and put his fingers in places and strummed it, it would be a chord. This is... What we're talking about here, life by the Spirit means this is, your life is making beautiful chords, strumming beautiful chords. Apart from the Spirit, it's not that way. It's something that makes your ears hurt. And, and get past the, the illustration that is, that is here and what a musical chord is, a beautiful musical chord, and put it in this context of living in evil days. And the frustration that comes with that. Nothing works the way it's supposed to work. And frustration comes. You ever help your mom try and work a computer? (laughs) Frustration. In you and in her. Because she can't make it work the way it's intended to work. But life by the Spirit pushes away that frustration. And it works the way it's supposed to work. This is, the po- this is how to be in evil days. A psalm is in your heart. Hymn, the, the, the next word he says, psalms and hymns. This word, I had no idea before this week. I'm really excited. I can't wait to tell you. It's a song in praise of a hero. Life by the Spirit causes us to sing songs in praise of a hero. I live in St. Louis. I'm a baseball fan, and I was talking to somebody yesterday about David Fries. My niece loves David Fries, and she's going to marry him. And I said, well, wait a second. She's supposed to marry Amy. He's supposed to marry Amy Kuntz. And then somebody said, every single woman in St. Louis wants to marry David Fries because he was the hero last year. Connected to the St. Louis Cardinals, we sing songs in praise of a hero. Connected to the Spirit. What flows from us naturally, we don't have to work at it. It's songs in praise of a hero. How many times have you guys heard me say you have one hero, and his name is Jesus? Life by the Spirit in a time whose days are evil. The next word there is spiritual songs. Spiritual songs, this is some deep Greek study that I did this week. You know what this word means? Spiritual songs. Making melody to your heart is the next one. So this is what's true of us when we're living by the Spirit. This striking of a musical chord, this anti-frustration, things working the way they're supposed to work, this praise of a hero, this literally singing songs to him and making melody in your heart, the changing of the fabric of who you are. And again, get back to our bookcase. Spirit of God, bookcase, days are evil. Spirit of God is the bookend. We're standing up straight, and these things are truth of us. It's a beautiful picture. Verse 20. Giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. This is positional worship. Heart and mind acknowledging that you are above and the provider for me. Here's the heart of it. It's really hot outside. Especially last week, it was really, really hot outside. But here in this room, we are affected by the air conditioning of this room. If it just erupted and started raining and pouring, we would not get wet. If it started snowing, first of all, we'd all get really excited. We would not get cold. This notion, this idea, this understanding of verse 20, giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ paints a picture of what's true inside of us. Because we are connected to the Spirit, nothing outside of us affects what is going on inside of us. You follow that? The shelter and the air conditioning that we enjoy right now keeps us from being affected by what's going on outside of us. Remember, these days are evil. Life by the Spirit is the roof, the walls, the insulation, the air conditioner, keeping us only affected by God, by the Spirit. You you picking that up? And, And I hope that as we're walking through this, that this is, you realize that, Paul is writing here, and he's not yet once mentioned marriage. Because this is the foundation for marriage. The foundation. A marriage can't be good unless this is good, unless this is right, unless we connect with this. And after verse 21, which we're going to talk about here in just a second, Paul gets into this notion, this understanding of marriage. So let's, let's talk about verse 21. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I want to spend some time thinking about and talking about this word submitting, which is our word hupotasso that I've talked about a couple of times already. It's This word is is the hinge for us. Everything that's been said and done about living in the spirit in evil days is the door jam. And our lives are the swinging door. This word, hupotasso, this submitting is the hinge that is attached to this door frame, to this life in the spirit. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, unaffected by everything outside of us, connected our lives to that. So the submitting is the hinge that we swing on, connected firmly to the strong, unchanging door jam of life in the spirit. So, what, what does this word hupataso mean? It's a compound word that is made up of these two things: to place in order and the preposition under. Alright? If you alphabetize something. You put the A's first and the Z's last. They're in their correct order. It's not some random thing, this word. It is specific intentioned order. And then the preposition that follows is under. So the correct order is under, is what this word means. All right? A couple of statements to to help us to understand that. It is to arrange... It is to arrange below or under. Look around at these chairs. They are arranged in a very specific order. And they'll be in this very same specific order next week. They are arranged in a particular order, a very intentional order. And this word is to arrange below or under. This is life by the Spirit, and this is so vital for us. Absolutely vital for us to connect with. It is an acknowledgment that I am under you. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ means this. I willingly acknowledge my position that I'm under you. That you are more important to me. Every relationship. Specifically, and he'll talk about it more in verses 22 and beyond. We'll talk about those next week. In the context of a marriage. I am less important than you. What I want is less important than what you want. I willingly arrange properly arranged, A to Z, properly arranged under you. If we can't get this, we need to just stop and, and focus and ask God to show us this, to willingly place yourself under someone. How do we do this? How do we, hupotasso, spending your resources on others a very simple very practical way to hupotasso willingly place yourself under spend your resources on others what resources do we have time energy and money are the ones that come to my mind are the resources that we have a lot of or how we can spend our time our energy and our money so how can we do this Here's some practical things. Mow your neighbor's grass. Massage your wife's feet after a hard day. Buy a friend a sack of groceries. Volunteer to read at an elementary school. By the way, I said all four of those because those things are all four things that I know have happened in this church in the last week. Hupotasso. So vitally important. Go and visit a nursing home. Wake up early and pray for someone. Send a note or an email encouraging somebody. Very practical things for us to do. You can probably think of a million ways to spend your resources on somebody else's happiness. Happiness. I'm to pause to let you guys think about that for a second. Actually, I want to I pray. God, I pray now that you would cause each and every one of us, that you would descend upon us now and motivate our hearts to do hupotasso this week. God, would you give us something very specific to do for someone very specific? May we be connected to your spirit and may that encourage us to go and willingly place ourselves under. So verse 21 is a great example of a great lesson in Bible study. Let me read verse 21 to you again. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. There are so many times in Bible study in a particular verse where we will see something that comes first and get so enraptured and engaged in it that we forget the second part of what's happening there. And usually the second part in Scripture is a motivation for us to do the first part. It's like this. Um, I love um, Arrested Development. Who likes Arrested Development? It's really funny. By the way, there's more coming like in a year or so, something like that. Um, But... One of the bad parts about arrested development is it's so funny and so fast paced that you miss half of it because you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about? You guys probably use movies or whatever. You gotta go back and watch them again. So you go back and watch them again, I'm like, man, I never even saw that. It's so fantastic. Blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, but that's that's the heart of, of this that idea, that notion that something is, is so great that we miss what comes immediately after it or we don't even pay attention to it, we don't give it its due, that's a, that's a serious error that happens a lot of times in Bible study and it's a serious error for us here. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, submitting to one another is our action and because of who we are, we want to know what our action steps are. What do we do? Okay, submit to one another. And that's it. That's the end of it. Submit to one another. But the motivation, the tool, the, the, the thing that allows us to accomplish this task happens afterward. We can't miss it. we got to stop and read the whole thing. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Tim Keller says this, only if you have learned to serve others by the power of the spirit will you have the power to face the challenges of marriage. So many times we when we want to look at marriage we go straight to verse 22 and beyond. But verse 22 is completely dependent upon verse 21 and verse 18 completely dependent upon it. This life by the Spirit is absolutely vital for us. This idea of, of hupotasso, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Keller also says this out of reverence for Christ is a loss of pride and self-will that leads a person to humbly serve others. Read that again. I kind of stumbled on it. He calls this a loss of pride and self-will that leads a person to humbly serve others. This is the explanation of what it means to live submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This out of reverence for Christ means losing your pride, losing your self-will in such a way that it causes you to serve other people. Ultimately, because of who Jesus is and what he has done for you, you serve other people. I knew this was coming. That's why the worship of my heart will say no other name. Jesus, Jesus. My heart will say nothing will motivate me like the life and death and office of Jesus. Again, he doesn't, I, I want to, something I say every, almost every time we see the word Christ, out of reference for Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It's his office. It's his position. The anointed one that God promised throughout all time to come and live a perfect life, live the gospel and die so that we can have relationship with 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 God this is Christ out of reverence for his office out of reverence for who he is and what he did that's what's encapsulated in this word this name this title Christ out of reverence for his perfect life, his perfect death, his hupotasso to us, we hupotasso to others. Because of who Jesus is and what he has done for you, that reference for him informs and motivates us to live a life placing ourselves under everyone else. And, and here's, the, here's the danger for us, The danger for us in a marriage series and the danger for us in these verses is this to allow, this to be some sort of motivational talk. Imagine a coach in a, in a dressing room trying to gear his players up for the most important game of their lives. Guys, we're not going to lose this game tonight. They might be better than us, but not tonight. We're going to win this game tonight. Let's get up and let's go. That's what the danger of this can be. Me motivating you through words to hupatasso. But the motivation for hopatasso is life by the Spirit, is reflection of the of the office of Christ. And this humbly submit to one another out of, out of reverence for Christ. So the flow of your life, of your hupatasso is this connection, this understanding of this idea of Christ. And every relationship that you have, most notably your marriage, because he's going to dive right into it, but he also dives into slaves and masters and children and everything following when he talks about marriage. But every relationship that we have, most notably our marriage, is dependent upon this verse. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. All has been said. I want to read these verses again and then pray and then respond to our God. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. God, I come before you in this moment. Lord, I am humbly at your feet, asking you to change our hearts, God, God, would you cause us, motivate us, whatever it is, whatever the right verb is, God, to live by the Spirit. Would you cause us, motivate us, make us live by the Spirit, God? And would the overflow of that be submitting to one another out of reverence for everything that your son did God as I serve my bride as I serve my children as I serve my church may what motivates me be the death and resurrection and perfect life of your son Jesus his willingly leaving perfect heaven to come and live among us, God. To live in a world whose days are evil. To provide for us a way to you. God, would you connect our hearts with your Son, with the Christ Lord, may that cause us to rise and walk from this place, thinking deeply about how to spend our resources to serve others. God, please change us. God, I confess to you and to these people that I, I want to serve myself. God, you've placed in me a longing. Lord, I pray for you the joy. You Change us, Father. Change me. God we thank you for Jesus it's in his perfect name that I pray